sit back and get ready to take off with Dynamic Golf. All right, welcome everybody. Welcome back to Dynamic Golf Podcast. I am your co-host Tim McElvana, and with me is my fellow co-host Sean Klotz. Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, glad to have you. Looking forward to a good topic today, Tim. Absolutely. So today's topic is going to be about course management. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some simple strategies to help you get around the course. Uh, not too much about swing technique, but more about what what mental strategies you can implement out there on the course. I think there's you know like a lot of emphasis into hey. How my ball striking? You know, how my how is my ball striking? Am I chipping and putting well? Where's my driver going? Yeah. At some point, you got to score. Correct. You know? Correct. <laughs> That's kind of the point of the whole deal. Yeah. You, you, sometimes you got to stop playing, uh, uh, you know, golf swing and start playing golf. Yeah. You know, just getting out there and playing. Absolutely. So um, I, I got some different things. I'm sure you do too. It just mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I always love these sessions because we don't really even prep. You know, for these ones. We no, no, this go. is just kind of off the cuff, kind <laughs> yeah. of letting everybody know, you know, stream of consciousness yep, right now. Yep. So. Uh, just like uh, two guys, like you guys are on the back porch when you come in after your round and we hear a lot of different stories. and Absolutely. You know, Mostly fish stories. Right, on that, right, right, right. But you hear the golfer, you'll be like, hey, how, how was your day? Oh, I hit three balls out of bounds on the same hole. Well, stop doing like correct why didn't you aim a little bit to the right or to the left or maybe even change a different change club a club right? right um if you keep doing the same thing with driver let's switch to a five wood switch to something else right um you know i think one of the bigger things i see at least for course management is people's mismanagement of setting up off the tee yeah just like what you were saying right there yeah. is that a lot of people just throw the golf ball down in the middle of the tee mm-hmm. and not think about you know if you're going to be playing a fade or something like that aim to the right side of the tee box yep. as i was taught yep. uh, if you're going to play a draw get to the left side of the tee box absolutely um you know it's just that little extra mental thought that you have out there that's going to you know keep the ball in bounds for you right i think it's amazing and, and you know we're not being arrogant when we talk about this it's just part of the reasons why we shoot in the 70s and mm-hmm. some of our players that that you know that we teach don't yeah. uh, honestly they, they're having trouble breaking 90 yeah you know how do i break 90 how do i break 100 whatever that answer is right yeah how do i break 80 because there's different things that are going to factor into all those absolutely so you play with that uh that gentleman or lady and they're and they're trying to you're doing a playing lesson with them and like you say, T-Mac, they just tee it up in the, in the center of the, of the tee box, and there's a tree 30 yards off the tee box on the left-hand side. Like, Correct. And they hit a fade. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, utilize the entire tee box. Absolutely. Go, go to the right side. Um, know you're going to play your fade. Mm-hmm. We're not going to automatically learn how to hit a draw on the second tee box. No, no. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's it kind of goes back to the point of, you know, let's play golf and not golf swing, right? Yeah. You, you have a shot pattern that you're using for the day. Yep. You know, tee up appropriately where it might be and, and, and play your game, yep. you know, quit trying to overthink it. I think, that, you know, again, we can do the three-hour podcast on this one topic of oh, golf absolutely. management, golf, uh, golf course management. Uh, to me, you know, as even getting a little older, it's still the point just like the, the par five, um, how, they, how people approach par fives yeah. is just a little shocking sometimes. They, what we see is driver off the tee box. Mm-hmm. Fine with that. No problem. Yeah. Right. Trying to get it down there. Trying to get it down there. Now, the second shot is, depending on skill level, mm-hmm. you know, okay, I've got 210 to carry the brush or carry the water. Well, how many times do you hit five wood 210 yards in the air? Well, I did it one time three weeks ago. Correct. <laughs> Correct. And, and you know, the big thing is they sit out there in the middle of the fairway thinking that they're going to hit this 250-yard or 230-yard yeah. shot. And, 
nine times out of ten, let's be honest, it's a duff. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, or they into the water. Into the water. Or they whatever. overswing. Right. Right? right. Instead of taking like a five iron or a six iron and just poking it down there 180 yep. yards or 170 yep. yards. Yep. And making par the, you know, a little bit easier way. Yeah. So number seven at Lake Bernadette, uh, mm-hmm. good par five, good design. Great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to kind of position your tee shot on the, on, from the tee shot. Cause you well, got especially if you right. got those tees all the way back. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Wow. That's right. That's right. That's a different, we played that this summer. Um, but then, yeah, from the white tees or whatever, we might have maybe 220 to 210, 220 into the green, mm-hmm. but that green narrows up, you know, there's, there's Significantly. water left or there's hazard left. There's cart paths to the right. I would much rather have the 100-yard, 90-yard golf shot in. And yeah. I'm playing with somebody last week, and they're like, what are you doing hitting an 8-iron for your second shot? I said, because I want to hit it 150 yards, so then I have 90 yards left in. Correct. That's it. You know, So p- playing that position golf, which going to a tour level, I mean, Tiger just did that to the best degree of anybody. Oh, well. Right? Like, yeah. He won British Opens with a 2-iron. Yeah. Yeah. Ne- never hit driver. Yeah, Royal Litham. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I know up in uh, Massachusetts, uh, up at, when he won his second U.S. Junior um, Amateur Tournament, he, he hit two iron the entire time because yeah. he, he was also 15, 16 years old, so he was out driving the same kids by 30, 40 yards, but he didn't need it. No, he didn't need you it. Know, position golf. That's Correct. Position golf. So hit to a yardage. Figure out what the yardage is that you like. Yeah. Right? Because... Even if you let's let's go with the same example of that par five where you're good drive and again you're two thirty away, right? If you hit the five wood and you hit it, let's call it two hundred yards. Now you got a thirty to forty yard uncomfortable wedge yeah. shot. And and let's be honest, nobody's really practicing that shot at you know around yeah. the greens or anything like that. So I would also say it's a hard place to look. There's not a lot of places to practice that shot. Correct. 30 to 40 yards, 50 to 60 yards. Like, you can go hit balls on a range, but you don't have a green that you're hitting into. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the spin's doing. You don't know when it's going to stop or if it's going to go forward or whatever. Yeah. So get to a, hey, I've hit my sand wedge at 80 yards comfortably every yeah. single time. I'm good with it. Why, why wouldn't you just make that be your Correct. third shot? Right. You know? Yeah. I think you can score a lot better from that perspective. Um, and, and then that bleeds into par fours as well. Yeah. You know? Um you know, and, and I think you're right, you know, and it bleeds into the par fours is that, you know, sometimes a bogey is a good bogey too, mm-hmm. you know, and I think a lot of people try to recover too much with the second shot, right. um, especially on par fours I see. Yeah. Um, and it just leads to, you know, doubles, triples, you know, making sure you kind of, you know, punch out, take your medicine a yeah. little bit and, and lay up to a yardage where you feel comfortable. You can get it on the green and two putt and make your bogey. Yeah. Um, you know, there is such thing as a good bogey. So, you know, right. make sure you, 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 you strategize for that as well. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I know we're talking to a hopefully national audience, but we're talking to a, a big Eventually, crowd. Eventually, yes. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, but Silverado up here in Zephyr Hills, uh, number three. Like, talk me how you play that hole. Let's go, let's go from the white tees, which makes it harder to yeah. discuss about. So how do you play that hole? You don't hit driver. No, I'm going to probably hit about a three wood or a five wood right there. Uh, I'm looking at the 150 mark. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's a very narrow, tight little green yeah. um, back there. Uh, it's very long and narrow. Yeah. Uh, kind of reminds me of 16 out there a little bit, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and to be honest with you, that fairway is very narrow to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's very easy to send it over the, over the edge right yeah. there. Or yeah. you've got that big oak tree, and if you kind of miss it just a little bit, you're, yeah. you're really looking at a punch shot up to something. Yeah. So 
that hole particularly, and, and everyone's got this type of hole at their facility, you know, mm -hmm. the golf course. We're just talking about one particular hole. It's basically probably a 300 and maybe 60-yard par 4, yeah. maybe in that ballpark. But there's a big bailout to the left on that fairway. Brantley's Landing. Brantley's Landing. That's Correct. Exactly. Brantley's Landing. Yeah. And there's a reason why it's no different if you're hitting a 160-yard shot from there with clear, wide view, mm -hmm. rather than bringing in that oak tree like you're talking about that's on the far right-hand side of the fairway. Correct. Or the big bottle brush tree or whatever it is in the middle of the fairway. Yes. You know, so when you're trying to thread the needle yeah. and you're a 16 handicapper, maybe that's not your comfort zone, right? No. Let's just get something down there. And, and, and by the way, it's going to lead me to my other point. Number three at Silverado is the number one difficult hardest Handicap hole. Handicap hole, yeah. 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 So um, I, I'm a big believer in what you just said is it's okay to make a five there. Yes. Right? Yes. So, again, we might have talked about this on another podcast. Don't care. It's good to hear it again. Mm -hmm. Basically, when I teach, you know, I really like to, to write the scores out before we actually play the nine holes. Yeah. And, and really base it on what that person's handicap is. Yeah. You know, the, the, the zero handicap should make par on every hole. Correct. He should make par on every hole. Yeah. But, you know, for me personally, I look at that is that uh, on number two, I'm trying to make birdie. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take my bogey on number three. Yeah. So it, it evens out there, yeah. I hope. Yep. Um, but, you know, it's not that I'm settling for bogey, but it's not the worst of scores. And right. I can I can make it up on the next par three, and then there's a couple par fives ahead. Yeah. Uh, me and my buddy Crump, Ron, you mm -hmm. know, when we play in uh, two-man tournaments out there, we always said if we can get to number five tee box, either even or one over par, Yeah. in a two-man event where you're playing best ball, we're good. Because we know that those... First hole's a little goofy. It's you know, it's, yeah. it's tricky. It is tricky, yeah. especially with the water. It, it, you you haven't really warmed yeah. up. You're not really sure. Yeah. Uh, and you've got a seven or an eight iron in your hands, and yeah. you've, you've got to you know. Sometimes <laughs> you just send it a little longer, a little short on right. that one. Right. Second hole's a good par five, but reachable, yeah. and, and you should be able to get up and down. Third, three is a good par four. Like you got to yeah. make four, two good shots, and then four is a good par three. So even breaking the golf course up into segments, mm -hmm. I think something that some people don't you know maybe again just. Take from this what you want for this yeah. podcast. I think yeah. just take you know some of these pieces and and start applying to your game. But uh, this is definitely, you know, designers are, are pretty interesting how they design golf courses. They sometimes they just have the natural lay of the land. So mm -hmm. one nine or one set of six holes is going to be more challenging yeah. than another set of six holes. Yeah, depending on what it is. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. You so know? so don't you know? First of all, know what you are. If you are a nine handicap golfer, yeah. That to me means you should make bogey on the first nine hardest handicap holes. Correct. You know, and approach it that way. So if you've got a par four that's a little bit long, which mm -hmm. would usually be in that ballpark, maybe mm -hmm. like a 400, 420 yard par four. Yeah. And you have the, uh, I'm going to give you the license that, hey, you can make bogey because that's still going to keep you on your. And, Skill level. and it's just, it seems like a little bit of a relief when you tell your student that like, yeah. Hey, you've got an extra stroke, here, right? You know? And they're like, whoo, you know, <laughs> yeah. instead of saying, Hey, here's a par four, you got to make a par. Yeah. And on the hardest hole, it really puts a lot of pressure on somebody who's a nine or a 10 yeah. handicap out yeah. there. So giving them that leeway to say, Hey, you've got an extra shot here. It just, yeah. it frees them up. I think. Yeah. So either, like you said, either tee shot world, either mm -hmm. you maybe select a different club off the tee. Yeah. Just get it down in there, you right. know, get it out off the fairway. Yep. Yeah. Or second shot world. Maybe we're not hitting a four hybrid or three hybrid. Maybe we're just going to hit that six iron. Like you're talking about, Yeah. chip it up there and. Maybe make a putt, by the way. Yeah, I mean, you know, the great yeah. equalizer. Yeah. You know, the putter could always get hot for yeah. you. And, and I uh, I really try to tell my guys when 
you know, you, you tell them this on the first tee. Okay, this is where we're going to play the course management lesson. We're going to do it this way. You're really going to commit to your nine handicap. That means you're going to shoot 81. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to bogey the first nine hardest handicap holes. Yeah. The last nine handicap holes are going to be pars. We're going to pre-write the scorecard out. Here you go. Yeah. Right? And then what they, you know, when you walk off with that four on the par four, that is a handicap of one through nine, mm-hmm. I will say to them, hey, nice birdie. Correct. And all the time, right? No, 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 I made par. No, you don't understand the concept yet. Yeah, right, right. You <laughs> it, went one under what yeah, your, your potential is supposed to be. It's your right? birdie. Yeah, it's a birdie for you. Yeah. I know it's a four on the scorecard, but you're not a zero handicap. Yeah. You know, yeah. and very few of us are, and we aren't either. I mean, we're twos no, and threes and whatever. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, so. so like you're saying, when you, you know, when you get to a hole, you're okay with taking the bogey on the hard hole. Correct. <clears throat> Knowing that there's other holes in the future mm-hmm. where either, like, good point, like, Hey, number six is another par five that's pretty yep. reachable. Especially when it's downwind. Yeah, but you're more warmed up. Yeah, loosened up. For me, it's about my back kind of being you know a little bit looser. Yeah, um, yeah. I hopefully, went to the range. Sometimes do, sometimes don't. But even just you know in the in the way you're playing, you're just kind of like you're getting in the momentum of playing. Oh yeah, it makes sense. The inner athlete and you starting to come out at that point, yeah. right? You yeah. know, you've you've made a putt on the first hole, second hole. So now you're starting to feel your putter. Mm-hmm. A little bit, like I think all those things matter. They just factor into you getting into that scoring. You know. Well, and I think there's a reason why you see the pros out there an hour, hour and a half before practicing. You know, they go to the gym for an hour. Mm-hmm. They're they're getting their body ready to respond to what they need to do, and yeah. they they get it to respond immediately off yeah. the first tee. Where most yeah. of us are probably, we may hit a small bucket of balls. <laughs> um, depending on what course you're at, you don't have a place to roll any putts, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those first three or four holes, we're just trying to figure out where our game is, yeah. you know, and so that's, true. you know, that, that's, you know, one of the things we got to kind of take into, to account as a, you know, uh, you know, as a higher handicapper, a mid handicapper is that yeah. you're going to have a couple holes to have to warm up to. Yeah. I think it's, it's so true. It really is. Um, I think it's, you know, yeah, we don't see them what they're doing. We see them on th- through golf channel, like yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're warming up that you go to any tour event, they're warming up, obviously. And then the expectation level from the golfers we we talk to is, yeah, my game's not where I want it to be. Well, did you do any stretching at the house? Yeah. Did you hit? Did you warm up? Did you loosen up? Did you make some swings? Did you stretch off the golf cart? Did yeah. You, your did you get the blood flowing at 40 least? Forty to sixty year old, whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. And and especially as you're older, <laughs> right? Especially yeah. as you're older, yeah. right? I love it when I see that sixty year old right. out there. He hasn't hit any balls. And he's you know, you, you got to warm up, right? You got to warm up a little, little side note. I would say for, um, golf lessons, mm-hmm. you know, when you come for a golf lesson, be warmed up. Yes. yes. <laughs> I know it's not shocking, but you're paying us for our time. Yeah. And you want to try to maximize what we're trying to do. You can't just use the first 15 minutes to loosen your body. Up. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. It's, it's a 45 minute lesson. If it's an hour, 15 yeah. minutes, if you get warmed up, yeah. uh, you know, telling me, you know, I don't usually do this duffing right. it. And I'm like, well, yeah, we haven't warmed up yeah. yet. Once we warm up, we'll start seeing our shot pattern and what we're supposed to do. So yeah. warming up, I think is very vital. It's it. Every other sport does it. Yes. You know, baseball players, basketball, you always see them just went to the hockey game last night or two nights ago and, you know, got there half an hour early and, Every single player was out shooting at the at the goalie, and Vasilevsky's getting kind of warmed up, getting some shots in his face Absolutely. and stuff. And that's obviously I don't know what they do the first three hours before that, but they were there 
15 minutes prior yeah just shooting well i guarantee you there's a workout some point yeah. time in their yeah. day they're where the they're, they're out something. there in the gym yeah. working out yeah. um you can't be a professional athlete nowadays and not do that yeah. so that's a that's a big point so i think as we kind of get you know the course management side it, it, it's you know we want you to break 90 100 mm-hmm. whatever that number is that but you've got to you've got to have a written goal of an attainable goal. My, one of my first questions I ask golfers when I first meet them and, and we're talking about, Hey, what are you trying to achieve from this golf lesson? What's yeah. your end goal? What are you trying to do? I say, you know, what, what, what are you happy with when you walk off the golf course? Meaning what score mm-hmm. puts you in a good mood? You're happy with whatever. Yeah. And if they tell me 82, great, no problem. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's go do that. So let's try to get to 79, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, if you tell me, you know, 90, that's absolutely fine. But just again, when you're shooting 96 consistently and you're trying to break, you're trying to shoot 90. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, you know, having that idea, having that game plan in your head of like, okay, well, what I don't like, T Mac, this is a good one. What I don't like is, well, if I just make a bogey in the last hole and a par in the hole before that, I'm going to break 90. Well, no, no, we've kind of lost. Correct. There was a lot more holes before <laughs> right. that that we could have had right. opportunities for too. Right. And, and, and just the, uh, just that, like now you're putting, you're not doing what you're not in the moment. You're not doing what you got you there type yeah. of thing. Like if you're having a good round and all you got to do is make bogey and par type of thing. I guess what I'm trying to say is, I, I probably have some concept of where I'm at, like numbers-wise, stroke-wise, on 14, 15, 16. Yeah, but typically. But the best rounds that you and I have both had, we don't even know what the score Unconscious. is. Unconscious. Right? You don't even know. Yeah. You're just doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you get done with the end of the round, and you're just – you're kind of, what? Surprised. Yeah. yeah. I shot a you yeah. know, 72, 73, whatever it is, and you're just like, wow. Right. And it was just so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think um, – this is one of those stories, and it's not an arrogant, boasty story, but it's going to kind of, kind of come out sounding like that. Um, Father's Day 2008 uh, was over at Green Valley Country Club. That's where I was working. Okay. Right? And uh, shot 36 on the front, which was great, and everything was fine. It was just kind of a normal 36. Like, I don't mean to be, even be like that. I just yeah. kind of played good. Whatever. In the zone. Yeah. So then I go eagle on the par, f- par four, number 10. Mm-hmm. Birdie, eagle, birdie. Right. getting low so six under through four holes getting low okay the problem was the guy that i'm playing with on the 14th t-box <laughs> right you know, you know right <laughs> oh my gosh you're six under i'm like oh don't bring all that up no right? no and then you start playing defensively you steer yeah you, you just start steering it in yeah and uh it did you know everything i could to get it kind of get it in at, at a good number but the point is yeah it's like the baseball pitcher who's throwing the no hitter you know don't, you don't want to know yeah. You just want to stay in the moment, keep swinging the golf club. I like what you said before. You, you, you kind of threw it out there. Like, aim for the 150 marker. Mm-hmm. There is a reason that the course designer put that there. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a spot to aim at. And typically, most of all of our listeners, if we put you between 120 and 170, you're probably okay. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, right? Absolutely. Go practice those shots, yeah. you know, instead of, you know, going out there pounding driver all day long. You're only going to hit, what, 14 of those, but you're probably going to hit a lot more irons than you are throughout yeah. the day. Hopefully, if we just talked some of our students down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hit 12 of them <laughs> maybe, maybe a couple less. <laughs> right, right. right? Yeah. A couple three woods thrown in. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, be smart off the tee box, like you said. I love that. You know, use the entire tee box. Yeah. Sometimes on a par three, you don't have to tee up exactly where the tee markers are because maybe you want to hit a shot that goes four to five yards further. So yeah. you might want to go 
two two club links back and use a tee on the par threes i i can't tell you how many times i see guys just drop the ball on a par three i just love arnold palmer's idea if they're going to let you have a tee use that tee almost almost never see it on tour yeah no yeah you know i I think we're we're both fans of if you see something done on tour we should probably be doing it absolutely copy it (laughs) copy it repeat it and copy exactly (laughs) so yeah be smart off the tee box select the right club um drivers you know drivers a fine option obviously we're not talking down driver it's just if you're not hitting driver well take a three wood take a three wood i mean being 10 yards less is not going to kill your game no and we talked to some golfers who tell me that they hit their three wood just as far as driver yes which is a different problem, but that's for a different podcast <laughs> exactly. right there. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, position yourself down the hole, make sure you're in position. Like you're saying, you know, just even if you're even, I think that there's a lot of chances of a person getting up and down better than there is a person of hitting a, a hybrid from 180 on the green. Yes. So hit the six iron mm-hmm. and now you're 15, 20 yards away. Chip it up there, roll a putt in, right. go and to the next tee. Absolutely. And it, keep enjoying the game instead yeah. of getting frustrated about yeah. it. I, I Big, big fan of all that. So hopefully, so we got some, you know, got some good ideas in there for the yeah. listeners. Um, just get them to kind of new year, maybe kind of rethink their thoughts as they get approach a golf course. Pull that scorecard out before you get there. You always have a little bit of time to look at the difficult holes mm-hmm. and put it on there. Okay, hey, I'm okay to make a bogey or, or even a double, depending on what yeah, you're trying to break. Y- y- what, depending on what your handicap yeah. is. Don't be afraid to take a, you know, an extra stroke or two extra strokes, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and use a T out there. Right. <laughs> yep. Use a T. I like that. I like that. So Okay. That's good, man. So I um, want to thank you once again, uh, Dynamic golf podcast here we're really enjoying bringing you the content uh i'm your co-host tim mcelvin and with sean klotz hey uh, t mac this has been great we're looking forward we got the pga show coming up in two weeks so yes. we'll get some good uh hopefully some good guests and also just some good reports and some of the stuff coming up it's cool to see the pga back in action yes you know, sony invitation was last week mm-hmm. and uh um it's, it's a different winner well a lot of news in the in the world of pga right mm-hmm. the pga starting back up tigers left nike uh probably getting a new caddy yeah. um so it's really exciting this yeah. time of year i think it's so different. it's hard to like almost follow where the guys are at now like roms with the live tour and i, I need a program yeah. just to keep up <laughs> exactly. with everything exactly now. no but it's good stuff good good time to be a golfer it will get better in florida we know it hasn't been the greatest weather yeah but, the weather's been a little little trash but uh it's snowing up north so we can't whine about it too much <laughs> Exactly. And guess what? If you can't play outside, you come indoors. Come on over here to One Stop Golf Shop. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. So anyways, uh, look forward to the next one, T-Mac. And uh, good luck to you guys. Just think your way through the, golf, through the golf course a little better. Thank you, and have a great day. Bye. Hey, Tampa Bay golfers. This is Sean Klotz from One Stop Golf Club. Just want to give you guys a little insight into what we have up here in Wesley Chapel. Uh, we've got a great facility. It's called One Stop Golf Club. And basically, it's a, a private man cave or woman cave, depending on what you're trying to do. It's 24-7 access to TrackMan, which is a $20,000 machine that you see on tour. And it's a private hitting facility. So it is member only. Uh, we do offer golf lessons and club fittings in there as well. But basically for $60 a month, you book your tee time online on our website and you have 24-7 access. You can book a half an hour, an hour, or two hours. And we also have a speaker in here and also the TV, which has all multiple channels. So just a great way to come in, practice, work on your game. TrackMan has so many different apps inside of TrackMan. You can work on specific yardages, uh, really get your numbers dialed in from a club perspective. Uh, There's also 65 different golf courses inside TrackMan. 
So such a good way to work on your game. Um, also, if you decide to have uh, some friends that are members as well, great way to come in and, and use it where you can play different golf courses. You can do close to the pin contests, long drives. So just a ton of different um, ideas inside of TrackMan that you can use. Super easy to operate, very uh, user-friendly, but again, think of it as your own private facility. $60 a month for the base membership, and then if you want the VIP membership where you can bring in your friends, that would be $130 a month. So we are excited to be in the Wesley Chapel area. We've been open since August and uh, been had some great support from the community so far. Look forward to working on your game. Come down to One Stop Golf Club in Wesley Chapel or go to our website, which is onestopgolfshopfl.com. My name is Sean Klotz, the owner and operator of One Stop Golf Club. Are you looking to elevate your golf game? With SwingTheoryGolf.com, you will. Tim, who is a certified PGA professional, offers expert instruction and personal attention to help you unleash your true potential. So get ready to tee off with Swing Theory Golf.